Hello, dear friends. Once again, it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus. We could talk about a lot of things today, but every time we go to the scriptures, we're going to see a centerpiece all the way from the Old Testament. Some have called it a scarlet cord that runs from the Old Testament, uh, Genesis, all the way to the book of Revelation. And that is that the scriptures that are in type and anti-type and, and scriptures that are foretelling the coming of a Savior who would save us through self-sacrifice, who shed his blood in then our behalf, the innocent being punished for the guilty so the guilty could be free. And of course, that is all fulfilled in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we're glad to title the Bible study, Let's Talk About Jesus Today. Amen. And thank you once again for joining us. We welcome you uh, and we pray that we can be a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you if you are on our homepage on the internet there is a place where you can communicate with us directly and we would love to hear from you if this broadcast has been a blessing to you uh it would you know we're going to do it because we're commissioned by the lord we have a mandate to go in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and that is our our vision it's a heavenly calling if you please and the apostle paul said i was not disobedient to the heavenly vision and with the help of so many others and the encouragement of so many others and by the grace and mercy of God and his appointing and his anointing here we are once again today down through the 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 decades now using every avenue that we can to get the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to the world and to feed the flock of God. Now, I know everyone that has a pastor, You, your loyalties are there, and they should be, and your finances are there, and they should be as far as your primary giving. But we just want to thank those of you that have contributed to this ministry to help us to reach others. What a joy it is to, to be able to be workers together with God today. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you're a new listener, thank you for coming. We pray you you will enjoy this Bible study, and we're going to be talking about three things today about prayer, three important things today about prayer. I've mentioned it before. We want to dig deeper into it today. Amen. Number one, prayer is a sacrifice to God. Number two, it is a shield for our soul, a shield for our soul. That's where our mind, and that's where the worry, that's where the anxiety comes from. It's in the soulish part of us, amen. And we need a shield. We need a, a fortress around our mind uh, and uh, around the thoughts of our mind. Uh, that's where all of those troublesome thoughts arise that cause anxiety, that cause fear, that contribute to doubt and unbelief and in particular discouragement. And that's why Jesus said men ought always to pray and not to faint. And then the Apostle Paul elaborates on that kind of prayer that will be a shield for our soul. And he said, be anxious for nothing in the new covenant, but in all things with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and 
and the peace of God that passes all understanding. And this is the shield part. Will keep your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. That word keep is like a mighty bulwark, a mighty walled city, a keep that keeps the enemy out and keeps us safe. Glory be to God. It's a scourge to Satan. Because when we pray, we move into spiritual warfare. Every prayer that is offered uh, is going to take us into the realm of of conflict between kingdoms and, and spiritual warfare. That's why the Bible said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. That's Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 10. Powers and principalities, spiritual wickedness and high places and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Wherefore, take unto you the whole complete armor of God. And then the armor of God is enumerated, and then it takes us to the arena of battle. First is the adversary with all of the expressions of Satan's kingdom of darkness, powers, principalities, rulers of the darkness of this world. And the armor is spiritual armor, spiritual weapons against a spiritual enemy. And then the arena of battle, after he says, having done all, stand. And then he says, praying. (laughs) Amen. The adversary, the armor, and the arena of battle. And the battle, friend, today is going to be won or lost in that arena, that spiritual arena of prayer. Amen. Satan knows the power of it. We need to get acquainted with the power of prayer, the spiritual value of prayer, how God views it, because prayer is indeed, number one, a sacrifice to God, number two, a shield for our soul, number three, a scourge to Satan. Amen. Listen, I want to deal with that first first principle of prayer being a sacrifice to God as an incentive to pray even more. Psalm 141 and verse 2, listen, David says, let my prayer, let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. So, I'm a, prayer, and, prayer and praise are really, really linked together. They are married. Someone said a prayer, and maybe you've never thought of it this way, but prayer is one of the highest forms of praise. It honors God. It focuses on God as our source and not the human human agency. God uses human agency. He even sends the good and perfect gifts to help us to help one another. Medical breakthroughs, science breakthroughs. But I want you to know our source as Christians is God himself. Hallelujah. As long as you go to God first, he may use a human agency, uh, but it is God that we're to focus on and prayer to him. David said, this is when I pray with my hands lifted up while I'm willing, giving thanks while I'm praying, praising him while I'm praying. Amen. Let my prayer be set before you as incense 
and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. You see, friend, prayer is not just petitions. It's not just presenting our needs to God and believing that He's going to meet them. It is communion and fellowship with Him, not just communication to Him. It's about fellowship with the Father. In First John, the Scripture says, Truly, our fellowship, koinonia is the Greek word. It's about intimacy between two persons, two people. Our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. One translation of Scripture says, When I lift up my hands in prayer, may it be as the evening sacrifice. You see, prayer and praise, once again, are linked together. Amen. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. <laughs> Let your requests be made known unto God. Remember when Paul and, and Silas were in the Roman jail, and, and uh, it looked like there was no way out of, of uh, being killed and that probably the next day. Amen. But at midnight, Paul prayed and sang praises unto God. He prayed and sang praises unto God. And it's while he was praising God for the answer, worshiping Him, not while he just praying, but while he was praying and thanking God and praising God, hallelujah, that God shook that prison, glory to God, and all of the jail cells burst open, and there was a supernatural intervention and a supernatural deliverance, hallelujah, amen. Prayer and praise are always linked together. Jesus said, when you pray, begin with our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen. We praise the God that we are praying to. Matthew Henry interprets this scripture this way. Prayer is a spiritual sacrifice. It is the offering up of the soul and its best affections. <laughs> there's prayer and there's praise. Moses lifted up his hands and Israel prevailed in battle. In the Chaldee, it takes us a little further. Was it just a gesture of lifting his hands or was something else going on? Amen. Because when he had his hands lifted up, Israel prevailed in the battle below. And when his hands became tired and came down, then the enemy prevailed against Israel. So it is today when we are fervent in prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And that's why it's a scourge to Satan. He wants to keep us from expressing our faith, not just in believing the word, but obeying the word when it comes to prayer. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. We're told to pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean mumbling a prayer all day long, 24 hours a day, waking up, staying up. It means that we never cease to use and utilize the power and privilege of prayer. Moses lifted his hands and Israel prevailed. When they came down, the enemy prevailed. In the Chaldee tongue, which part of this was written, it said Moses lifted his hands 
hands in prayer. And David said, Let my prayer be set for you as incense, the lifting up of my hands. You see, they were married together as the evening sacrifice. Glory be to God. Our prayers are actually, and this I want you to get, so, so, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to slow down because I really want you to get this. God wants us to get this. This is exciting to me. I'm gonna make this statement and then verify it biblically. Our prayers are actually mingled with angelic offerings and presented to God in heaven before His very throne. Amen. Listen to Revelation 8, verse 3 and 4. It said, And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censure or bowl, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. Hallelujah. Amen. And look at verse 4. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints. You see, blended with that that angels are offering is our prayers. Oh, you say, oh, well, that's the prayers of the saints. Well, if you're a Christian today in the new covenant, you've been born again. I want you to know that the Bible calls you saints and no church has to canonize you or, or recognize a particular miracle. In fact, you are a miracle because when you come to Christ in the new covenant, Covenant, you, you're, you are born again, the scripture said. Hallelujah. Amen. If any man be in Christ, we've been baptized into Christ. Amen. We become bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. That's why we're called the body of Christ. Amen. Denominational walls, some of them need to be there, uh, but some of them need to be torn down because, in fact, the church is not an organization. It is an organism. <laughs> Amen. We are a building, the scripture said, fitly framed together for a habitation of God by his spirit. And if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. The blood has the power to cleanse to such a degree that we are called every Christian at every level of our spiritual development and growth. Becoming a saint is not a goal to be reached. It's something that is granted through the gift of righteousness when we are saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. I do like uh, the, a little boy's perception of saints because he, his dad, uh, his dad and mother were separated and, and finally he persuaded the mother to let him. He had come to Christ and he had he he wanted to take his his five-year-old son to church with him and they went to a huge church with big stained glass windows years ago we had stained glass windows when we were in the inner city and they broke them out and god sent two women who paid to have them fixed and i didn't believe they could ever uh, get it back just like it was but they did not the women but the person hired i believe god just anointed them i just don't believe anyone took 
that many pieces of glass and put it all back together with others that that to fill in the blank that you couldn't even tell it. But on Sunday morning, because that side of the church uh, caught the the sun coming up in the east, and on Sunday morning it was like bright headlights shining through all of those figures on those windows. And the little boy went to a church similar to that, and, and he looked up and he said, Daddy, Daddy, what, what, are, what, are, what is that man? What is this one? Oh, he said, that's the saints. That's St. Saint Peter. That's St. Paul. And then in Sunday school class a month later, uh, the, the, the question was asked about the saints of God and, and the little boy piped up an answer. And when, when they, when they asked what is a saint, he said, it's someone that the light shines through. Praise God. If you're really a Christian today, amen. We are God's luminaries. We should be someone that the light shines through. Praise God. Amen. So the prayers of the saints are your prayers, dear friend. The prayers of the saints are me. And this is what happens when we pray. To God, it is a sweet-smelling savor. You see, prayer is the greatest expression of our faith because it is saying to God, I believe that you are and that you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Faith honors God, and that's why God honors faith. And that's why that in prayer it is such an honor and such a welcome blessing to the It blesses Him. It doesn't bother Him. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Amen. Sometimes our children can be tugging on us and interrupting something important and it bothers us. Well, when we, there's nothing more important to God than the prayers of His saints. So when the angels minister to Him, with much incense, they take the prayers of the saints. This is a spiritual mystery, but it is a reality spiritually. Our prayers are a sweet-smelling savor to God. Like worship, God honors prayer because prayer honors God. I'm going to read verse 4 again. And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. You see, you, you don't just make petitions. We're not just driven to God by need. We're drawn to God by love. Amen. I, I, I like the Dottie Rambo song that says, I didn't come here. Speaking of a prayer time, I didn't come here to ask you for anything. It wouldn't it be wonderful? Don't you know it blesses God when we just come to know that our prayer is going to bless the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. It is, it is a high form of praise. Along with our thanksgiving and our adulation is our prayer. Hallelujah. If it's, if it's mingled with incense and offered in the presence of God. <laughs> Amen. I want you to know it. I want to pray when I don't have a need. Amen. I want to pray when I'm not in dire straits. I want to pray when things are not closing in. And I'm just crying for help. God hears and heeds that kind of prayer. 
But don't you know it would be such a blessing to do as the song said? I didn't come here to ask you for anything. I prayed a thousand prayers or more that I forgot to thank you for. I just came to talk with you, Lord. Amen. You see... It's a fellowship relationship and it is, it is, it is sustained in our prayer life. Listen to Revelation chapter 5 and verse 8 on this prayer of the saints, this spiritual mystery. Revelation 5 and verse 8, it said, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden vials. Now, I, I pictured something like you would put, you know, perfume in or something, something you can, uh, that transparent gold, uh, something that you, but, but the actual word here is bowls in the Greek. These golden bowls, listen, full of odors, incense, which are, which are the very prayers is not just mingled with incense, but they become just like that spiritual heavenly incense that angels are offering. That is such a blessing to the Lord. Our prayers take on that same characteristic. Oh, uh, do you have on your shouting shoes today? Do you have any shouting shoes? Is this not an incentive? Not just to pray because we're so needy but to pray because we want to bless the Lord that has given so many blessings to us, and in particular, who has given His only begotten Son to die upon the cross so that we could have this relationship with Him, not just use Him when we need Him and then forget Him until we need Him desperately again. And when He had taken the book, I want to read it again, the four and twenty beasts, Revelation 5, 8, and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls. It says vowels, King James, that's fine, but it's interpreted bowls in the Greek, full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Hallelujah. Golden bowls full of incense. You see, prayer and Praise, full of incense, prayer and praise from angels and saints in heaven and on earth are offered before the throne of God simultaneously. What a holy incentive, hallelujah, to pray without ceasing. Can I get an amen in this audience today? C.H. Spurgeon said it this way, Let your thoughts be psalms, and your prayers incense, and your breath praise. Hallelujah. I want to read that again. Let your thoughts be psalms. Let your prayers be incense, and your breath praise. Oh, I'm challenged today, but not because someone is condemning me into praying more. That that really doesn't give me much of an incentive. This, this, you sorry old thing, you got too busy, you barely prayed, and they're 
is a distraction in our responsibilities that will keep us and and hurt and hinder our prayer life. But there is a heavenly Father that is calling us. By the way, I'm looking for breakthroughs because I'm praying and more and not just petitionary prayer, but this kind of fellowship relationship praying. And I just bring the petitions in, in, in kind of in the back door. The front door into the throne room is not just my name's Jimmy. I want all your gimme apologizing to the Jimmies. It's my name's Bobby. I, I just can't rhyme that. <laughs> Amen. But I want you to know today, it's not just I don't just show up when I need something anymore. I show up not just because of my need, but because of my desire to be in a fellowship relationship with God and to bless Him. Uh, remember when David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. <laughs> Amen. And forget not all of His benefits. Bless His holy name. Praise God. Prayer blesses Him. Mingled with praise. It's a double blessing to Him. And that's why Spurgeon said, Let your thoughts be psalms and your prayers incense and your breath praise. I like Proverbs 15 and verse 8. It says, The prayer of the upright, listen, is His delight. I told you it didn't bother him. It blesses him. <laughs> Glory be to Do you have on your shouting shoes? Are you challenged today as I am? You know, as I study to bring these messages, I'm challenged. And when I'm challenged with the help of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God, I can be changed. And I'll tell you, some changes are occurring. <laughs> that's, that's stagnant prayer life. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's just not active and passionate. But the Bible says in the New Covenant, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hallelujah. You see, our prayers bless the Lord, and our Lord blesses us with answers according to His will and according to His Word. And today, dear friend, today, I remember what the old-time prayer warriors and Christians used to say when they would meet for nothing but prayer. Amen. There, there was no praise team to entertain them, uh, and yet they praised and worshiped God. They prayed and sought Him. Amen. And that's what, that's what brought so many children into the kingdom. So many things changed when God moved mightily in response to the prayers of His people. Glory be to God. Praise His name today. So those old-timers used to say, when God wants to do something big, He sets His people a-praying. When God wants to do something big, He sets His people a-praying. I believe we're getting into the Word to be challenged to pray differently, more consistently, and more passionately, and to love Him in our prayer life, not just use Him, 
Oh, if it blesses the Lord. (laughs) On my worst day, of course, I'm going to run to Him. He's my source, and that's okay. But on my best day, I'm going to come to Him. Because He is my sovereign. He is my Savior. He is the lover of my soul. Oh, how I love Jesus today. Hallelujah. I just want to talk to you, Lord. I love my dad's favorite song. He's been with the Lord a while now. He played it on the, I started to say violin, but he didn't own a violin. He owned a fiddle. I think there is some nuance and difference between the instruments, but dad was from Kentucky and so am I. And he knew how to play the old tunes the old way. His favorite I can still almost hear him today, was in the garden. And he could make the sounds of birds at sunrise, beginning to celebrate the new day and sing on that fiddle. And I I love to hear him do it even when I was in my 60s and he was still with us. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear Falling on my ear, the Son of God disposes, and He walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me I am His own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I come to the garden just to talk with you, Lord. All Christian. God wants to do something big. That's why He's setting us a praying. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus today, we've been praying for you. That you would come to know Him. That you would come to Christ. Repent of your sin. Receive His forgiveness. And then begin to pray with us that others will know Him as well. In Jesus' name.